and welcome to the Eagle Podcast. Uh, my name is Felicity. I am a recent graduate of high school and I have been homeschooling for all of my life. And today I am joined by Edie, Felicity's mom. So <laughs> you homeschooled been... you all of your life. Yes. <laughs> and Julie, and I am Felicity's evaluator for the last four years. I'm an evaluator in Pennsylvania. And that just means I take a look at what uh, Felicity has done all year long in her homeschool, how Edie has taught her, and I say, yeah, they've done a great job. <laughs> and they have done a great job. I, it's very, extremely rare that I find a family that hasn't done a great job, but um, this family definitely has done a great job, so that's yeah. how I am related to <laughs> <Yeah>. them. <laughs> um, and so today we're going to be talking about college as a homeschooler, um, what it's like getting ready for college, what it's like transitioning to college and applying to college, all of those things as a homeschooler. And so I have obviously been applying to college this past year, um, and I got into Penn State University, um, and that's where I will be going in a couple of weeks. And so I just wanted to start with talking about college prep, like actually being college ready before even applying, just getting ready for college level learning as a homeschooler, as a parent, how did you tackle that? I think I found other homeschoolers a little bit panicking when they go mm. toward mm -hmm. the ninth grade because suddenly you need to bridge that gap between maybe a free-flowing learning environment to presenting to potential colleges. This is what right. we did and these are the grades we got and this is the preparation level that we're at. Right. So when Marty was, uh, I guess in the ninth, uh, eighth grade, I attended a homeschool conference where they talked about how to really prepare for, high, for college applications well. And the keynote speaker at this convention was someone whose business it was to prepare families to apply, especially to um, those Ivy League schools, like the top level. How do you prepare someone to be a candidate for that level of achievement? And so I said, okay, that's our goal, just to, in case Marty or you wanted to apply to any Ivy Leagues or whatever level school you wanted, we could get ready by following her example. Like so many homeschoolers, we weren't prepared to pay the high level for her services, so we arranged to figure that out ourselves mm -hmm. from her great uh, pointers that she gave. And I think, Julie, you attended that same talk. Yes, I did. I was really impressed that she had gotten her kids into Ivy League schools. Uh, that was fantastic. Um, and my goal was similar uh, for my kids, but as an evaluator, I took those tips that she offered and I made sure that you know, when I started evaluating a high school family, um, you know, I said, you know, is the goal to go to college? Right. Yes. And if the family said, well, yes, we'd like that to be an option, I said, okay, well, let's take a look at what you're doing and make sure we, you know, you're on track for, you know, being able to achieve that if that's what you want to do. You know, taking the hard courses, uh, you know, doing dual enrollment at the local community college, um, making sure that they were active in the community, active in sports, if uh, you know that if that was going to be part of their scholarship application or their their college application rather. 
So, um, so I took that speaker's information and I used it to help prepare my evaluees to go to college, and they've all done great so yeah. far. Mm -hmm. That's great, Felicity yeah. included. And Felicity, I think you noticed a difference getting ready. Like you had to do a shift in the eighth or ninth grade, didn't oh, you? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was pretty unstructured. I was doing unschooling during middle school, um, which is where you don't have very much structure, and I didn't have like grades and um, that kind of thing. It was more free-flowing learning. Then I had to transition into being a lot more structured in high school, and I, I began thinking about that in ninth grade, but I would say I really got into the groove of structure in tenth grade. Um, ninth grade was kind of like a, a practice for, for my 10th grade uh, year. But yeah, there's definitely a big change. And I think that that makes sense because I think the way that I look at it, it the less structured you are um, in schooling, I think the more suited that is to younger students. Mm -hmm. And the, as you get older, you can handle more structure and you maybe need more structure and you get closer to your career age where it's lots of structure. But I think imposing structure on young kids is not always the best idea. So and I also, think that makes total sense. Yeah, I was going to say, during those years, I think you really could di dive deeply into your passions right. of art, languages. And because you were unstructured, you didn't have to break your studio time mm -hmm. for your online class that started at four, right. you know, you were able to just continue until you were done with that activity. Yeah, exactly. And, and I knew, like, I still followed my passions with more structure in high school, but middle school was kind of a time for me to figure out what I actually wanted to be doing in high school and, and how I would do that. So yes, that, that worked out. Um, so I wanted to also address, now I already know the answer to this question, but for, for anyone listening, I'm sure they'll have this question, either of you guys, what would you respond to? If I'm a homeschooler and I'm applying to college, are colleges not going to want to apply me because I am a homeschooler? Colleges love homeschoolers. Um, homeschooling has been around for quite a long time now, and Colleges have gotten savvy as to how to read a, a homeschool child's resume or application. And at the same time, homeschoolers have learned from uh, admissions personnel what they're looking for. Mm -hmm. So there is no problem getting, getting into colleges as a homeschooler. And fortunately in Pennsylvania, we have several diploma programs that the Pennsylvania Department of Education recognizes, and those are really helpful for somebody applying to college. But I have not seen any problems whatsoever for anybody who's That's a homeschooler great. going to college mm -hmm. at all. I know if you're in a state that doesn't have high uh, requirements for documenting your homeschooling, you might want to just do the documentation anyway for instance, have your evaluator write letters detailing what your course of study was for each of the four years of high school. Because I found in two of the colleges that we applied to, they needed that. Um, one, they didn't have to have background information. 
but uh, if you have that already in the can, you won't have to scramble in your junior year to produce that detailed information. Yeah. Yeah. So there are some things to basically prove, you know, your your level of academic progress to a college, like ACT, SAT, AP tests. Uh, so I just wanted to talk about, like, first of all, homeschoolers do all those things. Uh, I took the SAT. I decided not to take the ACT because I'm I'm stronger in math and and English than the other subjects. Uh, and I took SAT subject tests, and I took a couple of AP tests, and I think some homeschoolers are also able to do IB. No, um, that, actually, they can't. Okay. <laughs> well, I thought that was in well, some they, states. Oh, well, that could be. The, I, I know we weren't able to do it, but I, I, okay, I thought some possible. people were. That depends on your region. Um, <laughs> and we're also able to do dual enrollment, in fact, much more easily, I would say, than public schoolers because we have the time to do that. So I did a couple of dual enrollment classes. So all this to say, it's it's very possible to do those things. Um, and that is sort of a an outside accountability. Um, and the way that I heard that discussed at one point was like, colleges can look at that and they know like they know the tests are pretty objective and so like if you have an A in your um, AP chemistry and you also got a 5 on AP chemistry then they know okay your your grading is fair whereas if you got a 1 on AP chemistry and you got an A plus uh, you know they're gonna look more skeptically so they have a way to verify that homeschoolers actually are you know doing what they say that they're doing do, do you have any comments on the process of, of testing either of you well I think you, you summed up they you want to make sure you have an objective uh, scale that mm. uh, sort of qualifies your grading right. <laughs> and of course you wouldn't want to inflate your grading right. because your student your child would not be prepared to do the work that you're saying right. together that they're prepared to do I think in the talk that we heard, they were saying take challenging courses. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned AP, not everyone knows that you can, as a homeschool parent, actually teach an AP right. course. And there's a way to do that on the College Board site to qualify your uh, syllabus that you make up in according, accordance to their guidelines or adopt a syllabus that they have as a sample. And so you can be teaching the AP level course and then if your student takes the AP test at the end, that qualifies as an AP course. At least in Pennsylvania here it does. Right. Another test that you can take that you didn't mention was the CLEP test. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. CLEP um, tests, we, we, I have not had any exposure to CLEP tests, but from what I understand, if you're really good in some subjects, say math, and you want to try to, they call it CLEP out of you know, College Math 101, you can do that. Um, the tests are pretty readily available, I think, at most community colleges, and they don't cost a lot of money, and you can get um, books at the bookstore or even in the library to help prepare you for the CLEP test, but it's a way that um, homeschoolers, and, and anybody can do this, is to get through many of your gen ed courses at a, a college is to, they call it CLEP out of it by taking the CLEP test and passing that test. Right, yeah, and um, I just wanted to say like 
all of these things, obviously, public schoolers can do all of these things and totally excel at them, and they do. Um, but I think homeschoolers have a little bit of an advantage in the practicality of executing these things, like the tests, because, for example, I spent uh, a good chunk of time um, doing SAT prep and, and PSAT prep uh, because I had the time to, because, you know, I wasn't... I wasn't in school walking to class, I wasn't on the bus, I wasn't, you know, eating lunch in a cafeteria, I wasn't doing all the school things. I had lots of time to devote to that um, around my regular school. Uh, and in addition, I would assume that having an AP class and having the teacher's attention divided among so many kids, you may not have as much success as sort of an individualized AP class, which is sort of what I had uh, with AP German. I just had my one German tutor, and I think that that helped me a lot with success in those kinds of things. So not only is it very possible for us to have those statistics to show colleges, but I think it's we have an advantage a little bit in, in having higher statistics. And we had mentioned passions before. Right. I think that's one uh, angle that the consultants are advising, right. is to create a picture, a portfolio of your student applying that focuses their passions and what they did in their activities and their community work that right. built from those passions, and they have different levels of, okay, if the person got a national award for their passionate <laughs> endeavor, then that would be really looking great to the Ivy Leagues if they got a state level. And that kind of minutia you don't have to worry with when you're applying, but it is possible that you right. could go excelling to the greatest level that anyone in the private or public schooling culture does. And, and just to give an example of, of the sort of making an angle, like a pitch to your college of being a, a student that is really chasing their passion. Um, in my case, my sort of angle, I'm doing air quotes, was learning languages and being really passionate about that. And in the local school district where I would have been going to high school, I've talked about this, they don't have a German program. They might have a French program, I think they have Spanish, and I think that's about it. And so I would not have that at all. I would not have been able to really chase my passion. I mean, I could have maybe studied it on my own uh, independently, but I'm not sure how well that would have worked, uh, and I wouldn't have had the time. And so basically, like, I, I think that that gave me a bit of an edge to have that story of passion. And so I'm really glad that I, I got to have the opportunities as a homeschooler to actually have that. So I think that having a, a hook and an angle if you're going for the top level schools is really important and homeschooling can really help with that. And um, Julie, have you ever seen an application to a college where the, the parents had to pull together from their unschooling preparations? Because I, I feel like every application process for the colleges we applied to has a little link. Here's for the homeschool family, and here's how you might prepare. So it's laid out from the colleges how homeschoolers would apply, even if they're unschooling and don't have all this documentation. Have you seen that in your... Well, I really don't have any real exposure with unschoolers. Okay. Uh, in fact, you guys had said that you did home unschooling up until high school. Mm -hmm. um, but with that said, 
I think your family was the most unstructured of all the families I've dealt with because you really, Felicity in particular, you really, you decided I want to take, I want to learn about computers. So I'm going to figure out how to learn about computers and you did it on your own. Mm -hmm. um, same thing with the languages. You just took computers and made that a language in your mind and then you, you know, you basically followed the same pattern. But you still had, you still had a great way of describing what you did and and as an evaluator, an evaluator um, can come behind you and just put a lot of words with your with what your words were, and make it sound really good for a college. Because mm -hmm. people who are unschooled, if they're following their passions, they're passionate. <laughs> right. And so there's no question that the college is gonna is gonna want that they want the passion. They're pretty tired of the apathy. Mm that a typical college student displays. They want the passion, and an unschooler who's passionate about something will have no problem getting in. Yeah. I haven't seen that at all, but again, you know, you guys you guys pretty much set the standard mm. as far as from what I've experienced. Hope that answers your question. <laughs> and just to go off of what you were saying about the evaluator writing the letter, so for people who don't know, evaluators write letters that describe like what I do, in the year, um, every year, and that gets sent to like the school district and, and to my diploma program people. But do this is not actually something that I know. Do colleges look at those? Yes. That, okay. I didn't know that. <laughs> two of the three that we applied to okay. asked for those letters. Yeah, so that's, that's the uh, benefit of that's the benefit yeah. of doing that explanatory letter, you know, with a paragraph on each subject so that a, a college admissions officer can, yeah, they can look at your application, but you, maybe you've sent this in, you said two of the colleges required right. that, and they can say, oh, okay, this, and they'll get a really good understanding of what the student is like. Right. Yeah. So, not the just from a parent. Just, so an right. evaluator can be like, kind of like a guidance counselor. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, as a homeschooler, you kind of, you use your evaluator as a guidance counselor yeah. as mm -hmm. far as when you're submitting the application. So, in a state that's not requiring evaluators, they probably will need to find an outside person or get with the school admissions people to say, how do I do the guidance counselor part of this application? Yeah, I, I mean, I think we're pretty spoiled here in Pennsylvania, the yeah. way it's set up. I really don't know how other states do it, um, but I'm certain there's plenty of homeschoolers out there that can answer those questions for you, listener. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, you know, homeschoolers that have gotten to college, plenty of them. Yes. And so the parents know, you know, know how to do that for them. Mm -hmm. And so finally, I just wanted to talk about um, the transition from homeschooling to college. Uh, and this is something that I'm navigating right this moment, and I will be navigating in the next few weeks. Obviously, it's difficult for every student, but I just wanted to talk about the unique perspective of uh, homeschoolers. Now, um, both of you have had older kids who are already in, in college, so tell me about what that was like now that they're completely immersed and they've done all this. Well, one thing Marty was emphasizing was she really knew how to teach herself, mm -hmm. so that aspect was wonderful. Definitely. Yeah, I hear that theme over and over again, just that 
you really teach yourself in college and if you don't know how to do that it's going to be a challenge and I don't know how well public schoolers learn that but I know that you 100% learn to do that when you're a homeschooler. Yeah so my oldest when he did dual enrollment so that's the first thing he did he did dual enrollment his senior year and he got himself right up in the front of the class had a little seat right there he took notes diligently he asked questions and it was a surprise to the instructor to find out that he was homeschooled. And my son said he realized he was far more advanced than his classmates in just the basic skills of, you know, like I said, taking notes, being upfront, asking questions, giving presentations, turning things in on time. He was head and shoulders above the rest. And then when he went to a four-year institution, he found that to be the same way. And he got along great with all his professors. He did the same kinds of things. He had no problems doing any of those things because we had we had focused on doing those things. I know in, in public school it seems pretty innate that you know people know how to sit in a classroom and everything, but maybe it's because you have a lot of kids in a classroom in public school and the same kind of situation in college. Um, nobody thinks to raise their hands anymore. Um, but my homeschooled son, he was just out there doing his thing and answering the questions when he knew them because he knew, he knew not to be shy or scared or anything like that. He's like, I know the answer, I'm going to answer it. And the teachers really loved him for that. But at another point, he also knew how to get up when the alarm was going off in the morning, get himself out the door, keep his apartment clean, keep, keep himself fed keep keep on top of you know just being a human right <laughs> you know which apparently a lot of college kids struggle with and maybe it's because they really weren't paying too much attention to what their parents were doing right. because they were at school all day mm-hmm. you know so they didn't know how right. did my room get clean um, how did this meal get made you right. know? <laughs> so yeah just basic living skills he was he was head and shoulders ahead yeah. And that gives you more time to focus on what you're actually trying to study. Right. Yeah, right. When you're not struggling. Right, and right, right. I think you researched study skills. Yes. On your own. Yeah. All of a sudden <laughs> you were able to highlight the important points. And... Through ninth grade to 11th grade, I would say I had a, a bit of a frenzy of, of really researching, like studying and productivity. I just thought it was really interesting. Um, and... I don't know, maybe that's something all homeschoolers do, or maybe it's just something that we get an opportunity to learn in individual studying. Um, but yeah, I I guess in a way I was teaching myself as a homeschooler, teaching myself how to learn as a, as a study yeah. skill. Like it was another subject. Um, and I, you know, I knew through my experience in teaching myself, like finding resources and picking out information and trying to reinforce information and all that stuff for learning how to study. And hopefully that will be applied to other things about college life, like being safe and, you know, keeping my stuff in order and getting to class on time. So yeah, I, all in all, I think being a homeschooler, you are very prepared for college. And I feel pretty prepared because it's like, from what I have observed, it's really similar to what I do at home. The only difference is like, well, I've been driving myself places in senior year, but pretty much the only difference is 
I'm walking to places, to classes, rather than my mom driving me there, but otherwise it's like getting myself to places, going to class, studying what I need to, and, and, you know, making my own food, and basically taking care of myself in most ways, like, that's kind of just what I do at home, um, and I think it's pretty similar, and so I feel pretty prepared, I'm not terrified, uh, to, you know, I, I don't feel like I'm being plunged into something totally different. That's good. I think I'm, yeah. <laughs> I have a question for you, Felicity. Okay. Clearly, academically, you're going to be just doing just fine. What do you think, as a homeschooler, you're going to encounter socially? Oh. Well, you know, uh, I think it'll be fine. And I think, like, I have worked a lot on coming out of my shell by being a homeschooler. Because when you're in a homeschool event, you know, you have to learn to walk up to people and introduce yourself and try and work on small talk and becoming friends with people. So I think I've worked on that a lot in my homeschool years. So I anticipate being able to like talk to my classmates and stuff. Um, How about the language? Right. So I was gonna. <laughs> so I've. So from my older sister and I think you said with with your sons, um, I've heard a couple of reports of, of homeschoolers getting used to how social circles function in homeschooling and like the topics that we talk about and then they go to college and it's a bunch of people who grew up in the public school structure and they talk about very different things and generally like their language is a lot stronger and they're a lot more you know a little bit more explicit and talking about more adult topics um and I am not particularly worried about that. I'm not, I don't know if I will be like super on board if people are being gross all the time, but I don't think that I'm going to be like completely shocked by that because I have access to the internet and I have met homeschoolers who are very reserved and don't talk about that stuff. But I also have a couple of homeschool friends that are pretty much like public schoolers, like they'll talk about whatever. Um, and so I think I'm prepared. I think some homeschoolers are not necessarily, but I think that's okay and I think everybody everybody goes at their own pace and even different school environments some public schools I'm sure are really intense and really adult and some are probably a lot more mellow Um, but I am not really worried about the social aspect I think I'll be I think I'll be okay I agree you'll be just fine that's right (laughs) (laughs) yeah um so Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you would like to learn more about homeschooling and you don't know where to start, I would really recommend going to our website, eaglemomsquad.com, and there is a link to that in the show notes. Um, There's also a link to our YouTube channel where we upload videos um, about these same topics. Um, Our website has blog posts about homeschooling topics, and it has lots of resources to help you get started with homeschooling. Um, and also linked in the show notes is our Facebook page, so you can keep up to date with everything that we post. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you next week. Bye.